WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. U.S. House Republicans are preparing to hold more votes for a speaker this week. Nine are in consideration, and Congressman Bill Heisinger tells us an internal vote within the party Tuesday could narrow that down to one who will be the nominee for a floor vote on Wednesday. Heisinger says Republicans in the House need to get their act together and govern. It's problematic. Frankly, it's embarrassing. And we can do better, need to do better, and need to demonstrate that to the American people. So I'm going to be supporting whoever comes out of that conference. I have not publicly disclosed who I am voting for on any of my previous speaker votes, and I'll continue to do that. Heisinger says he will vote for whoever gets the nomination. Congressman Tim Wahlberg, meanwhile, is supporting Jack Bergman of Michigan, but also says he'll vote for whoever is nominated. Does Wahlberg think the situation will be resolved this week? Both sides of the equation had their bloodletting last week, and maybe through sheer exhaustion will be willing to move forward. I, I can't think of anyone on the list of nine that would have enemies within the conference, and hopefully even outside influences will not get in the way. Wahlberg says bad blood from, from the removal of Kevin McCarthy has been a problem. Meanwhile, Heisinger tells us the new speaker, whoever it is, will also be in a tough position where any one member could call for a removal vote. He wants to temper that with penalties like the loss of committee assignments. Both congressmen say the budget will be the number one priority when a speaker is elected. Meanwhile, retired Congressman Fred Upton says House Republicans had better get it together now that the impasse over the election of a speaker is dragged on for more than two weeks. He spoke with CNN today and said voters will not show their appreciation for this when they hit the polls. This is day 20. The world's a fire. We can't pick a speaker when we have a Republican majority. We can't get our folks together. This is going to have a big impact on the elections uh, next year as people are just going to walk away from the Republican Party because it's a clown car. They can't govern. That's not what they want. They don't care if you have an R or a D next to your name. They want you to do the job. And right now with Israel, Ukraine, potential shutdown again coming up in just a couple of weeks, nothing has happened. Upton said the current situation is like a clown car. He thinks of the nine potential speakers now being considered Tom Emmer of Minnesota as a frontrunner. However, that doesn't mean it'll be an easy road. Upton said he expects voting to take through midweek, and that still doesn't mean there will be a resolution. Set to be on the November 7th ballot for voters in Waterville Public Schools will be a $29.9 million bond proposal. Superintendent Rick Seeger tells us this is identical to a bond rejected by voters in May. After more outreach, the district believes it can pass this time. Seeger says the goal is to improve old infrastructure and a continuation of work that started about 10 years ago. We really want to tackle some of the last safety and security issues that we have. We have some secure vestibules we need to complete that didn't get completed in the last bond. We've got a parking lot structure here at the middle school, high school building that is original construction and in very, very bad shape. Seeger says major part of the work will involve the creation of STEM classrooms for the middle and high school and an art space for elementary students. We don't have art in our elementaries right now primarily because we don't have facilities to do it. We'd like to add that space so that we can add the programming along with emphasizing science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. The plan also includes building an auxiliary gym for the middle and high school so that students have enough space to practice and the replacement of a 1990s-era portable classroom used by the Alternative Education Program. Approval of the bond would increase taxes on home valued at $100,000 by about $7 per month, although Seeger clarifies that because taxes went down when the issue failed in May, this would really increase those taxes by about $5 a month over what was being assessed back then.
Legislation intended to make life easier for the families of veterans has been signed by Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She says Senate Bill 176 would amend the state's general property tax act to help spouses of veterans if the veteran dies. And what this does is it allows widows and widowers of disabled veterans to receive the same property tax exemption that their husbands or wives did. It removes the annual affidavit requirement, so it's one and done, eliminating red tape. Wimmer says that when a veteran dies, the family's devastated enough without having to worry about more paperwork. She said, quote, we'll fight for you because you fought for us, calling the reform a bipartisan issue. A new partnership in South Haven is offering startup help to entrepreneurs who need a little guidance. Debbie Howe is the director of the South Haven Region Business Hub, which connects entrepreneurs with mentors who can answer their questions and give advice. There are 23 of us who have been entrepreneurs or high-level executives who want to provide guidance to those who are kind of seeking that generational wealth. Howe says that starting a business involves a lot more than just having an idea. The South Haven Region Business Hub seeks to guide startups through the process. Topics I think people don't think about most of the time because they think they make good cupcakes or have a good service, but they don't realize somebody has to buy that and making sure that audience is available to them. The hub was started in a partnership between the city of South Haven, Lake Michigan College, and the local chamber. Since it began in January, the hub has worked with 40 clients. House says they're going to celebrate three local businesses that have been helped through by the group on December 7th with the Pitch 2023 It'll be an event at LMC in South Haven where the Matt Table, Craig Catahan Farms, and the King Group will pitch their organizations to local investors. And Niles Township is receiving a state grant of more than $900,000 to improve Community Park. The township is planning to add 10 new pickleball courts and a new shelter to replace the old one. It's been approved for a $908,000 Spark grant for the work. Spark grants are intended for communities affected by the COVID pandemic. Several have been awarded to Berrien County communities so far, including $850,000 for the county to replace playground equipment at Silver Beach and $958,000 for Benton Harbor to improve Hall Park. Niles Township's community park is 22 mostly wooded acres with Brandywine Creek running through it. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Two Israeli hostages have been released by Hamas. ABC's Michelle Franzen has the latest on the war between Israel and Hamas. Israel's announced the release of two more hostages. Officials say the two elderly Israeli women are now with the Red Crescent in Rafah. The White House, meanwhile, is trying to account for a number of Americans who are still missing. The White House says there are still 10 unaccounted for Americans, and it's not clear to them where they are. National Security Spokesman John Kirby telling reporters... It is literally an hour-by-hour effort here at the White House and at the State Department to find out where these folks are and to try to make... Is, uh, the, the effort to, to get them out and get them back. As for details on those efforts, Kirby reiterating what President Biden has said recently, that it's better not to talk about that publicly. There's just a lot of effort going on, a lot of conversations and discussions with partners in the region, and, and uh, I think it's just best if we don't detail that. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. The U.S. is urging Israel to postpone the ground offensive until civilians are out of harm's way. With continuing coverage, Israel-Hamas war. Daria Albinger, ABC News. The International Committee of the Red Cross says Hamas released two hostages have been holding captive in the Gaza Strip. That's the second time the group has freed some hostages seized in its bloody October 7th cross-border incursion into Israel. 
The hostages have been, been identified by Israeli media as Yochaved Lifshitz and Arit Cooper of the Israeli kibbutz near Oz. A U.S. official said today Washington's advised Israel to delay its ground invasion to allow more time to try and secure the release of more hostages. Palestinian officials and witnesses say heavy airstrikes across Gaza demolished buildings, killing hundreds of people overnight. Meanwhile, the White House is speaking out on the war, warning against other countries getting involved. Here's Karen Travers. For any country or other non-state actor, whether it's Hezbollah or Iran, that might be trying to take advantage of this situation and chaos right now, their message has been very simple. It's one word. They say, don't. And that is what the White House continues to say. And in the meantime, by beefing up that show of deterrence with U.S. military presence in the region, they're hoping that that has an impact on any consideration that Iran or Hezbollah and others might be considering right now. It's day 20 without a House speaker and Republicans are starting over. They're convening again tonight without any idea who will lead when they will be able to get Congress back to work. Nine lower level Republican lawmakers are now running to be the House speaker, none with any clear shot for the gavel. Senior most is Representative Tom Emmer of Minnesota, but the former campaign chief and gruff hockey coach is disliked by Donald Trump, potentially dooming his candidacy. Late Monday, House Republicans will retreat behind closed doors to hear from the candidates ahead of an internal party vote. Since being ousted as Speaker at the start of the month, Kevin McCarthy calls the whole spectacle embarrassing. Meanwhile, here's more from ABC's Justin Finch. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie on the campaign trail in South Carolina with a message for his Republican colleagues on Capitol Hill as they scramble to elect a new House Speaker. Just pick someone. Just pick someone because Israel needs help. Ukraine needs help. Christie calling on lawmakers to act on the president's $106 billion emergency assistance package in hopes of deterring future conflicts. We need to send a message to the Chinese now that Taiwan will be ready if they come. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Throughout its five-week-old strikes against Detroit's automakers, the United Auto Workers Union has cast an emphatically combative stance reflecting on the style of its leader, Sean Fain. Armed with a list of what Fain has called audacious demands for better pay and benefits, the UAW leader has embodied the exasperation of workers who say they've struggled for years while the automakers have enjoyed billions in profits. Yet as the strikes have dragged on, analysts and even some striking workers have started to raise a question, does Fain have an endgame to bring the strikes to a close? An off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot was arrested in Portland overnight after reportedly attempting to take control of an aircraft on its way to San Francisco. The man is now facing more than 80 charges of attempted murder. Here's ABC's Alex Stone. We know a lot of different agencies are investigating a couple of different sources who said that this may very well not go federal. That gets very complicated. Right now he's being held on state charges in the, the Portland area. Those counts of attempted murder and interfering with a flight crew, they will decide over time it could end up going federal. We expect that he's going to be in court later on today. But as of right now, it's going to be a state case. Local elections and Democratic strongholds at both ends of Pennsylvania next month could show how voters are feeling about progressive candidates and issues like abortion and crime ahead of the 2024 elections. Philadelphia will get a new mayor, and one county will see a new executive. The voters there will also decide whether to reelect the district attorney with the backing of another party after his long career as a Democrat. Pennsylvania will be a prime presidential battleground in 2024. Candidates will take lessons about how Democrats see crime into the next election cycle and the strength of progressives in local races. And after months and months, the Turkish president has submitted a protocol for Sweden to be admitted into NATO. ABC's Tom Rivers has more from the Foreign Desk. President Erdogan had been delaying ratification of Sweden's membership, accusing Stockholm of being too soft on Kurdish militants and other groups he considers to be security threats. 
Turkey also was angered by a series of Quran-burning protests in Sweden. But weighing it all up, he's now siding with all of the other NATO allies except for Hungary, which also must ratify it. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk.